Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I come to you with a not fully formed idea with some stuff I'm actually working through myself in real time. And sometimes I think that that's useful and valuable to bring to this conversation is not necessarily something that I'm like, I've been through this, I've learned these things, or I've helped clients work through these things. And here on reflection and in hindsight are all of the tips and hacks and tools that can help you. Sometimes I know that I like to listen to podcasts where the person sharing their stuff with me is almost going through it in real time. And today I want to talk to you about something that I am literally going through in real time, and that is this whole visibility in business piece. Now, when I talk about visibility, please don't switch this episode off because you think, well, my job or my business doesn't really require me to be visible. So I'm talking like YouTube, social media, maybe podcasts, stuff like that. Maybe you are a business owner of a product-based business, or maybe you work in a career where you're like, oh, I don't really think that it requires me to be visible. Think again. I am, however, speaking directly to people like me, people who... So so firstly, don't count yourself out of this episode if your role in whatever capacity doesn't require you to be massively visible. Um, particularly those of you who might work from home and, you know, your job, the main visibility of you is like things like um, being on Zoom calls and stuff like that. And it's not visibility in the literal sense, right? However, this episode is going to be so for you, so for you, if you are someone like me, someone who is maybe a service provider, or maybe you're a leader in a business, and maybe they're is a requirement of you to, um, I want to say like have a legacy. And I mean that not in the sense of if you pass or if you aren't in the business in the capacity that you're in now. I just mean that you have to carry some sort of um, leadership through who you are in what you do. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So um, let me talk to you about my visibility journey. When I started Thrive Life and Business, I really struggled at the beginning to like get online and be visible. And the reason that I struggled with that is because it was, I was very, very self-conscious, very self-conscious. I constantly would post things and like worry about who's watching and, oh God, like what do my friends and family think about this? Particularly well, I'm not even going to go into the specifics of who, but yeah, I would worry about like, because I'd always had this career where I, everyone used to call me Chandler Bing. It was like, well, we sort of know that Nikki works with people development-y kind of stuff. And we sort of know she's had good jobs, but no one really gets what she does. And um, I suppose I was comfortable in that space because when no one really gets it, when no one really knows who you are and what you do, there's safety in that because it's like, um, if Mariah Carey, I'm using her as an example because you all probably know her. If she was like some singer who did, I don't know, like Friday night um, shows in a really tiny bar in a really tiny town in the middle of nowhere, then she probably would have less to worry about, right? She probably wouldn't really give that much of a shit of whether her vocals were 
on point or not. She might not get as dressed up as she does if she was in that tiny bar as opposed to in front of the whole world where that same video is going to get played for years and years and years. And I suppose I'm introducing you to this concept of the more visible you are, the more I felt when I started my business, the more visible I was, the more opportunity there was for failing in public, the more opportunity there was for people to judge you and for people to think whatever they want to think, like, oh, you're a knobhead or you're full of shit or, you know, all of those things, there's more opportunity for that. And that that is something that when I first started my business and I was first online, it was really noticeable, but I had no choice. And I really, really want to make that very clear. I did it and I continued to do it because I knew that if I didn't do it, how the hell are people going to, I know what I do, I'm good at it, but how are people going to know about that? And not just know about what I do, but know me. People don't just buy because they know that it's good. They buy a lot of the time because they're invested and they they have trust in the service provider. That's why I said at the beginning, this is especially for you if you're a service-based business like me. And um, I'm loving this, by the way, just being able to chat to you on a Friday. I just want to let you know that um, my day's gone tits up. I was meant to be doing one thing. I've hurt my back and now I've wiped the whole day <laughs> and I just thought I'd come on and have a chat to you. So this is a chatty episode if you haven't already noticed. So yeah, at the beginning, I felt like there was no choice and that was really my driver to be invisible. And I sort of made, you know that, um, I don't know if you guys are on Instagram, but there used to be this um, reel that it went like, everything is content, everything is content. It was like that. <laughs> everything is content. And um, it was fine. And I got used to it. And to be honest, I got comfortable in it. Like I can honestly look back and say, even though I look back on some of that content now and think, oh my God, <laughs> that's cringy. I actually was comfortable with it at the time, right? And then um, sort of around, I, uh, not very good with going back in time and knowing what year's which, but I think it was around beginning of the pandemic, maybe, my dad started to decline massively with it. He, just to be clear, his dementia wasn't just normal dementia. It was dementia with psychosis. So, um, it was a very, <laughs> it was a very nuanced dementia whereby, um, it was tricky. It was really hard to navigate. And for a long time, my eldest sister and I were his primary carers. And so what I noticed in that time, well, what actually, no, that's not true. In the in the moments, I didn't notice. But what I can see now looking back was I started to become less visible. And there's reason for that. I was, re I was in a really, really vulnerable place. And although I felt really comfortable and really confident showing up with my own clients, so, you know, showing up on the in the group space that I run, which at the time was called Thrive Together. It's called the Thrive First Method. Now it's still there and the doors are open. You should totally, totally consider joining us. And also I felt absolutely safe and fine turning up with my one-to-one -one clients. I can see looking back that my online visibility sort of dwindled. Um, and I can also remember around the around um, November 2021, no, November 2020, I think. Whenever this podcast was launched around Christmas time, that time, I 
started to pull back away from the podcast even. And this is a space where I've always felt at home. This is a space where I've always felt very comfortable about showing up. Um, But anyway, going back to the whole visibility piece, I started to become less visible. And I noticed now when I look back that I was in a really vulnerable time of my life. And I'm talking like at any given day, I could have been sat outside my dad's at half 11 at night, wondering whether I was going to sleep in my car because I didn't know whether I was going to be able to leave him without, without you know, safe in the knowledge that he wasn't going to go out wandering. Um, and I was knackered and I was tired and I was running a business and I was being all of, I was spinning all of the plates that we spin. And I'm not telling you this be like, oh, poor me. I'm telling you it because you too will have things that happen in your life and in your business that makes you feel like you've got less capacity to share with the world and also makes you feel like I don't want to share myself right now. Like I'm in a really rocky place. I'm in a real, I'm having a real life wobble and I'm tired and I don't look like I normally look and I haven't done my hair. I haven't washed my hair in two weeks. And you know, all of the stuff that makes you think, I just don't want to be visible right now. I don't want the world to see me right now. And that is where I was. I was in that place of like, I don't want to be visible. I just don't. And I want you to know that I sort of made some mistakes in those times. Like I I think that looking back, I can see that definitely not a conscious um, belief, but an under the surface belief was if you're going to be visible, you've got to show up a certain way. way. And if you're going to be visible, you've got to present yourself in a certain manner um, and almost like live up to the expectation that you think the world has of you. And I think if I was to be able to do that time again, I probably would have wanted to be visible because now I realize that the world doesn't want you to show up looking perfect or being shiny and happy. And the world, actually, the people who are interested in your world, they actually just want to share it. So I think the the big thing that I've learned looking back on that is what I thought at the time was probably, and the reason that I probably wasn't visible at the time is probably because I wasn't, I wasn't okay. I was tired and I wasn't okay. Whereas what I can see now is particularly through this podcast, like the inner work conversation is probably where I'm at my most open and authentic to myself, safe in the knowledge that you are well within your rights to switch this episode off or any episode off if you're not digging it. (laughs) And that's cool. That's okay. You know, Um, it's, it feels like a very, um, safe space for us all to own our shit. Like I bring what I bring. You decide if that's for you or not. And to reflect that back to you, you know, think about the times in life and in business where you have held yourself back from being visible because you've got an idea of what being visible should look like. And you've not shown up because you're holding your set, you're holding this bar up. And if you can't reach that bar, then you've got to hide. And I want you to consider where in life and in, particularly in business, actually, not necessarily so much in life, maybe, but particularly in business, where aren't you showing up because you think that it's got to look a certain way to show up. And actually, and 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 I actually want to tell you the benefits of showing up because you might be thinking, well, I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to and it's fine and I don't need to. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Like I can actually see 
a difference in my business results when I'm visible and when I'm not. And it's undeniable. Like it's undeniable when you show up and when you are visible in in your world, in whatever capacity that looks like. So for some of you, that's going to look like a weekly email. For others, it's going to look like stories every day on Instagram. I don't know. You know what that looks like in your world. But I know that when we are visible, it directly impacts business results. And so I want to tell you a story. (laughs) I want to tell you a story about a couple that I see. So I live on a road that's a bit like a through road from one main road to another main road. And there's a couple that walk up and down that road every single day. I don't, can't remember a time except for the weekends when I'm not at my desk and looking out the front window. I can't remember a time when I haven't seen them. And I saw something really interesting um, earlier on today where my next door neighbor clearly doesn't know this couple. I don't know this couple, but we both went out at the same time. And we, me and my next door neighbor, were like, hi to the couple. (laughs) And the couple looked at us like, do we know you? Like, do we know? (laughs) Do we know each other? And it's really, it was really, it was a fascinating moment for me because I realized that we feel like we know that couple because we see them every day. Come rain and shine, oh shine, they are there walking up and down that road. And so we're saying hi to them, like they're very familiar, like we sort of know them. Um, like, you know, I could tell you like how they walk and as a couple, and it's just really interesting that when we see them, we're like, hello, in a really familiar way. When they see us, they're like, all right, (laughs) do I know you? And I want to relate that back to business. When you show up, regardless, by the way, like I don't, I don't, this couple, if they were walking up and down the road in shit clothes or with no hair or makeup done, doesn't, doesn't make any odds. I don't look at that. And I think so, so often, like I've just been saying before, we can, we can believe, we can lead ourselves into believing that we've got to show up a certain way. And that, by the way, I just want to be really clear, that might be aesthetically, so on the outside, or it might be that you feel like you've got to have your shit together in order to show up. So I know when I go online, I I know, like I've got friends in the same industry as me who behind the scenes, they're going through a really tricky time or their own inner work that's really shadowy and deep. Whereas when they go online, actually you don't see any of that at all. If you were to look at their stories, you don't see any of that at all. And so I want to point out that when I say about showing up authentically, I don't necessarily mean that you're holding yourself to a a beauty standard. It's not necessarily a beauty standard. It's more a standard of... um, how you, what you think you should be showing up with and what you don't. And by the way, you reserve the right to share what you're comfortable with, with the world. It's not, what I'm not saying here, here is you have to show up and you have to show up every day and you have to be consistent and you have to share everything. Do you fuck? You don't. It's just, what are you holding back? Because you think you've got to meet a certain standard that. And it's like this couple that walks up and down the road, they don't give a shit who's looking at them. They don't care what they look like. They don't care if they're having an argument. They just walk up and down the road and we all feel like we know them. And it's so interesting to me, the impact that seeing them every day has, that familiarity has. Like I imagine that if I saw the woman walk down the road on her own, I imagine my first thought would be, oh my God, 
is he okay? And I'd probably want to go out and be like, is your husband all right? (laughs) And I think that that, I think there's a lesson in that for us all. I think that when we're visible in business, it reminds people, oh, that's Nikki. That's what she does. And it allows you to bring people into your orbit because they know you and because you're familiar to them. And I really want to push this across to you and get you to consider from what I'm saying, when you show up in your business in whatever capacity you are, like sometimes I know that with some of my clients, they're like, well, I haven't really got much to share. I haven't really got anything that's interesting. It's like, who says that it's got to be interesting? Who says that it's got to be of value? Who says that you've got to show up and it's got to be extravagant and valuable in order to connect with people? You know, why can't you just show up as authentically you being like, I make my coffee this way. I really like it. And I like to have a spoon in my coffee so I can stir it till the end. Why isn't that okay? And I, I I want to raise this point of recognizing, by the way, how not being visible, and this is what I'm noticing, this is the bit that I'm working through right now, how not being visible helps us to not take responsibility for our greatness. How when we don't show up, so I know for me, I'm going to be really, really honest with you and really um, open with you about how this has played out and what I'm working through currently. I have absolutely no issue whatsoever with sharing testimonials from my clients. Absolutely. I will plaster that shit everywhere. I'll read them out on this podcast. You've probably heard me do that. I'll plaster them all over Instagram, my posts, my stories. I'll put them on LinkedIn. I will send them in my emails to my email list. I will put my testimonials everywhere, right? Because that's external validation. You can't fuck with it. You know, someone said this shit about me. I want you all to know about it. However, visibility is also about owning your own greatness. Why do you need a testimonial to feel that confidence in saying, this is how good I am. You should probably come and work with me. Why can't I own that in myself? And so what I want to, um, what I want to point out to you and something that I'm working through with my coach at the moment is when we don't, when we don't take responsibility for what we're good at, when we don't take responsibility for how we help people and our unique selling points, what makes us different, yeah? When we don't take responsibility for all of that, it allows us to stay nice and small. It allows us to stay nice and hidden. It will have an impact on business results. But when we put ourselves out there and we're like, yeah, right, fucking right, I'm good. I know that I'm good at what I do. It allows us to not take responsibility for our greatness and that's much easier because when we do that, no one can come along and say, actually, no, you're not, you're a bit shit. Actually, no, you're telling the world that you're really good, but I don't agree. Actually, that quote that you just put out there was really, really cringy. When we don't own that, it allows us to avoid potential failure, criticism and judgment from others. Can you see that? I can see it. I can see it in how I've been hiding behind um, sharing value all of the time, which I love to do, by the way. I love to share value, but I can see how I've not been promoting myself and my services. Not, by the way, because I don't believe in them, but just because I think that when we rely too much or overly on that external validation, it stops us from taking responsibility of that and owning it. It makes me think of, I said this to Jimmy this morning. So Jim, 
Um, if you're listening, sorry, I'm about to share something about you that I haven't asked your permission for. Whoops. Um, Jimmy does this thing every morning where he has a shower party. So he has a, a shower speaker and he has a shower party, like blast tunes. I'm sure that if you were outside our house, the bathrooms at the back, you will definitely be able to hear it from the front. It's loud. And for those of you who join me on in hour one on Monday morning, you sometimes are able to hear it. Um, <laughs> but the reason that I tell you this story about Jimmy and his shower party, and I know that some of the reasons why he does it, like he has cold showers, so he'll use it to get through that and stuff like that. But um, part of the reason that I'm telling you this is it, the songs are on shuffle and Oasis comes on every now and again. And I'm like, I've been fascinated with Oasis probably since they started making music since I was younger because they've got, like, I've always thought to myself, do you do you guys ever have self-doubt? Like, do you, do you ever not think that you're brilliant? And I said to Jim when he got out of the shower, I was like, you know, Oasis, do you think they'd have been as successful if they weren't so obnoxious about how good they thought they were? Because when I listen to some of their music, it's undeniable, you know, they're cracking, cracking songs. But when I listen to some of the vocals and, um, for those of you who don't know, I actually used to do sound engineering in college and some of their some of their stuff, it's really rough and ready, right? It's really gritty. Some of the production, some of the vocals, it's really like, um, yeah, it's 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 not what, it's no, they're no Adele, put it that way, are they? Like, it's not like that. But you can't deny that there's something about them and there's something about their music that just makes you go, oh, I could have an opinion that you're shit and you're going to say to me, no, we're not. And you're going to believe it. And it makes me wonder. I'm not saying that blind obnoxiousness and not taking on feedback is a good thing. What I am saying is, I wonder how successful Oasis would have been had they have not been so cocksure of how good they believed they were. And it's, it always goes back to this thing of like, who who do you think you are? Who do you actually think you are? Do do you think like so if, if I give you if I relate this back to me. Me and my clients, we know. Me and my clients, we know how good I am at what I do. And it's undeniable like I'm not saying that from an obnoxious place. I'm saying it from a fact. Like it's <laughs> it's fact. We know what results we get. We know how good I am at holding that space for them. We know. We just know. When you're not in that world, I don't know if I do a good enough job on social media, on my website, in my podcasts, everywhere I am visible at explaining how good I am at what I do. And that's the that's the difference, I think. If you'd never listened to an Oasis track and spoke to Oasis and said, Hey, are you are you good? They'd be like, fucking right, we are. Yeah. Well, I've heard your shit. Well, wherever you've heard that from, they're full of shit because we're really good. I reckon that would be the conversation. And I reckon when you've got that courage and your conviction, when you, and it goes down to, I was talking to my coach about this. I can't remember how she terms it. So I'm just going to do my best to explain it. It's like, there's sort of three levels of who you think you are. One is I am who you tell me I am. So when the results are good in business, that must mean I'm good. When I get good feedback, that must mean I'm good. When I have a good appraisal, that must mean I'm good. And on the flip side, when business results are bad or that Instagram post doesn't get many likes or that podcast doesn't get many listens, that must mean that I'm shit. When 
someone gives me negative feedback, that must mean I'm bad. The next stage to that is actually, I know who I am until it's challenged. I know who I am until, so I think that I'm good. I I sort of know that I'm good until something happens and it makes me wobble and crumble and break down, right? And then the next stage is actually, I know who I am and the projections onto me, things for me to consider and welcome in as learning opportunities or as affirmations of me knowing what what I'm great at. So there's, there's different levels to it. And I think that a lot of the time through conditioning, right? So I'm not blaming myself and I'm not blaming you if you fall into this, but definitely through conditioning, we can look too much to the outside world to tell us if we're good or if we're not. And therefore we can hold back on being visible because there's no groundedness in what we believe about ourselves. Can you see the connection there? So this is something that I'm massively working on and I wanted to share it with you in real time simply because I want you to, if if you're someone who follows me as in you listen to this podcast, maybe you've listened to it the day I've released it and then you're watching on maybe Instagram and stuff like that. I want you to see how this is going to go. As in, it may well be that you're like, oh, well, she recorded that podcast and she hasn't shown up. She's not visible. You'll take from that, that I'm struggling with it. Take from that, that it's still challenging to me. You know, you might go, okay, so she's sharing this on her podcast, but yet she's still not owning her greatness. What even is her greatness? What is she good at? She, I can only see her posting what other people say about her. Can you see what I mean there? It's like, I'm actually inviting you to follow this journey with me and to um, see what happens. And I'm happy to update. (laughs) If any of you have got any questions on how it's going, fire them my way. Because this, I think this is part of, um, again, that whole piece around, It's I said this a few podcast episodes back, it's okay for you to evolve in business. And sometimes that evolving looks like you growing out of things because you're improving and getting better and increasing your capacity and competence and confidence. But it's also okay for you to evolve and recognize the areas in which you're developing. And you don't have to hide that. And let me tell you, it feels really vulnerable to share some of this stuff because you're sharing it. But it it also feels very comfortable because it's true. (laughs) So it's like, although it's vulnerable to share because you're like, oh God, you know, this is this is something and I'm going through it in real time and what might people think. It's also very comfortable because it's the truth. It's my truth. That's what I'm going through right now. Um, And on the whole visibility piece, I suppose it's like, well, it's okay. It's safe to own what, okay, let me put it to you a better way. Let's say that you are, you own a business and you've got a team and you've got some shit going on and you're hiding that from your team and you're trying to carry on with this stoic, stoicness, that's not the right word, but you're just trying to carry on and pretend like nothing's happening. I see this quite happen with my own clients where I'm like, well, why don't you share some, you don't have to share the intimate details, but why don't you share with them where you're at and the fact that you need them to step up and support you in this time? And it's like, I, I it would be hypocritical of me to be willing on my clients to do that and for me to not own this and share this with you. Does that make sense? Anyway, so there it all is. That, they're my thoughts. Oasis, couple walking down the road and all. I hope that this has served you and has highlighted to you maybe some of the ways that you're not taking responsibility for your greatness. You know, do you, do you wait? 
for someone else to affirm back to you what you're good at or do you own it? And when you own it, do you find that that feels quite vulnerable because actually someone could come down and knock you off that perch in inverted commas? You know, how ingrained is that in us? You know, oh, well, don't get too big for your boots because someone will come and knock you down. Is that is that true? Is that how you want to live? Because I don't, I don't know the grounded knowing, like real grounded knowing about what we're good at. I don't know if that's like, being on a perch or if it's just a really quiet calm confidence can you see the difference it's ever so subtle but it's there it exists I'd love you to reflect this episode back to yourself today I'd love you to think oh that was interesting how does that apply to me that oasis thing that she talked about how does that apply to me what do I own and what don't I own and actually what do I know about myself that I probably should own And I probably should make more of a big deal about it. And I should own that in my inner confidence, not necessarily in words or showing up, but just in who I am, because it'll spill out, you know, it'll spill out into your emails. It'll spill out into your communication. It'll spill out into all aspects of how you show up in inverted commas with your colleagues, your clients, your customers, everyone. Anyway, leaving it there because I have actually got shit to do today. (laughs) But I just wanted to come on, have a chat, share with you where I'm at and um, in the hope that you can A, come on this journey with me and also B, just reflect, use my learning and my experience to reflect that back to you and encourage your own um, journey as well. So please, with that, never forget, I am always cheering you on. And as always, I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.